Okay, so you've been in a Parisian taxi. A Parisian and a New York taxi, like a legit taxi. Were they both but yellow? I've never... The New York one was yellow. I, I don't think the one in Paris was yellow, but I've never been in an Uber. It's, it's like someone picks you up and they go... Well, in my case, they go, Isaac, and I go, yeah, and I get in, and then they take me where I say I want to go in well, the app. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to change. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> Uber's pretty chill. I, it's fine. I've never had the opportunity to need that yeah. in times that I've made my own decision about that. Sure. Both of those times, it was an older person saying, we're getting a taxi, and I'm like, okay. Nice. So. Okay. Yeah. That's so. funny. Bree's never been in an Uber. Never been in an Uber. Which is but relevant. I've been in two taxis. We're talking about Uber today, though. Yeah, we are. Specifically, you're going to talk about Uber today. I am. So it's going to be great. Yeah, I kind of feel like I'm missing out. It's fun. I mean, it's you get to ride in a 20-year-old's like 2012 Camry and pay a little bit for it. So yeah. I don't know. We tried <laughs> to do it um, because we used to live over by our town's airport. Yeah. But you got to get weird insurance. For yeah, you got to have good insurance. It's really weird insurance, and it's a lot for insurance. We didn't have great insurance at the time, so yeah. No. There you go. Welcome to Weekend Catch Up, talking about Uber all day. T- no, we're, we got a great Welcome podcast lined up for you. Uber Catch Up. Yes, this is the podcast where we get you caught up on all things tech, pop culture, and what do we get it? Trending news. Trending news. Before we get started with our episode, we're going to talk about our weeks in pop culture. I've had so, we've we've had a couple weeks off, so I've had a lot of opportunities to watch many things. You've been head first in pop culture. Oh my gosh! Do you want to go first so then? Much stuff. You go first then. Well, I don't remember what all I've talked about, so I'm just going to talk about everything like the first time I've talked about it, guys. Okay. Sounds great. Uh, my one of the things that I did over the break. Yes. Our break was find pot new podcasts uh-huh. and um, corresponding shows to the podcast. So my favorite kind of podcasts have a TV show attached to them. Associated with Associated them. Associated with them. Yeah. So it's people yeah. talking episode by episode about the show. Right. Those are my favorite kind of podcasts for some reason because I like to entertain myself with the same story twice. That's I feel great. like I get a better understanding of it. I love that. The one that I found is Braving the Elements. Okay. It's a Nickelodeon uh, podcast about... Avatar The Last Airbender? Yes. So good. So we've been rewatching Avatar The Last Airbender. Right. It's been phenomenal. It's been a really good time. Phenomenal. Yeah. Really good. That's what we did on New Year's Eve. We just sat there and watched... About 25 episodes of Avatar. It's so good. Guys... We partied real hard. y'all haven't... Okay. That That is a party. If you haven't seen Avatar The Last Airbender, can I just say, like, that show... It's a Nickelodeon show. I know it's that a it's a Nickelodeon show, show. It is so good. Yeah, it's it really good. It is so good. It's 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 a really amazing story, mm-hmm. and it's just great. So the host of it is um, the main antagonist from Avatar The Last Airbender and the main protagonist from the sequel series, Legend of Korra. Yep. So they co-host the series together, and they have individual, like every episode they have a voice actor um, come on from a different episodes of the show and it's really cool so i've been enjoying that that's been yeah. a big part of my weeks in pop culture yeah so. i can personally attest to that as someone who's not as an avatar as you are but still super into oh, it so good. it's a really good podcast so it's you should check so that out good. and watch avatar if you haven't watched oh, it watch avatar and it's on netflix yeah. right now as of right now wait are you uh tell me what your trap is you got water fire earth and air i think i'm fire weirdly enough no you're not you were saying you that liar. i'm like iroh though 
You liar. You're saying like I'm Ira though. You are, but you have all of the makings of an airbender. Okay, well then I'm an airbender. It's because you're so carefree. Okay, what about you? You don't give a care. I don't know that I'm carefree though. The more, like the older I get, the less I feel like I'm carefree. Hmm. I feel like I have a lot of care. Do you want to tell them what mine is? Because it's pretty obvious. You're definitely a firebender. No, I'm an earthbender. Okay, maybe I don't know. You I need don't to watch know. more you of the need show. Because I'm show. like 0 for 2. Yeah, no. You're like poking me to choose, and I'm you're like, like no, you're wrong. You're wrong. No, you're no, wrong. No, I'm an earthbender. <laughs> they're stubborn, they're immovable, yes. passionate. It's, yeah, that's what I am. I feel like it was a trap to call you that, though, because you don't want to ever call someone stubborn and unmovable. You know that I am, though, and we talk about this regularly. <laughs> it's true. Yes. Anyway, so what's your week in pop culture? My week in pop culture is that Hit. I've been reading The Hobbit. Uh, or there and back again. Finally, by J Double R Tolkien. Um, it's really J-squared good. J Squared Tolkien by J Squared Tolkien. It's really good. Um, it is a fun kind of just sweet, simple adventure book. Um, and I'm about halfway through it. It was nice because we were on vacation in the woods for like three days, and I was reading The Hobbit while we were in there, and it was, it was really so cool. Really cool. It's a good setting to read The Hobbit in, and uh, I've carried it with me into the new year. Uh, I finished Dune finally. I've been reading Dune for like a year and a half. I finished Dune. This is um, way easier to read than Dune. Yes. Um, <laughs> I finished Dune on like January 2nd and I picked The Hobbit up and it's been nice. So yeah. already a book in to 2022. I'm going to count that as reading a book. I finished a book in 2022. So I'm starting it's a new one. It was so. a heck of a book too. It's a chonker of a book. Yes. Um, but The Hobbit is good. There's not much to go into if you know lord of the rings and the hobbit you know but it's good it's like if you want a little bit of lord of the rings without devoting your time to three i am just not a big fantasy novel guy i'm not like fantasy is probably my least favorite genre and this is just drenched in fantasy so for me to actually like it it's got to be pretty good so pretend that it's like older cyberpunk it's just, I, I just don't, there's some part of me that's like, I'm just so bored by wizards. I'm just like, oh, there's only one, but it is good. <laughs> I will say for me to enjoy a fantasy novel, it has to be really good. The Hobbit is super good. So check it out. If you're in the mood for a and fantasy it has novel people in it. It has the- and bizarrely, you haven't read a fantasy novel. Check it out. Yeah. It's really good. It's got my people, the dwarves in it. It's really <laughs> yes. fun. Yeah. They're my people. I, I, I relate heavily, heavily with the dwarves. You want to jump into topic one? Uh, yeah. What's topic number one? Okay. So everything has been different since COVID. Like we've, every sort of like social interaction has been different, including courtrooms. Okay. And one of the yes. big things about courtrooms is honesty. And if I someone is telling the truth or not, I know you'd love this one. So there's been a study that's happened on whether or not masks inhibit jurors from telling if a witness or someone on the stand is telling the truth or not. So people were concerned if people can't read body language, um, are they able to actually tell if someone is telling the truth or not? So this is analysis by people at the University of Portsmouth. Um, This is very technical too. Okay, yeah, this is technical, but I'm basically going to sort of pare it down a little bit. In this paper, they studied and concluded that face masks don't hamper a jury's decision-making. Researchers found that facial expressions and other forms of a nonverbal behavior are an unreliable indicator of deceit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, the logic is in pop culture, we have this idea that, oh, there's all these tells. Like you if can someone tell is if someone's guilty, someone's scratching their nose or smiling too much, they're guilty. But the person that wrote the study makes the point that liars know that. Like yeah. we all know this common knowledge. So liars intentionally avoid those physical behaviors. Yeah. And they actually found that when people were wearing a niqab, like a full face covering 
they were less likely to give off all of these nonverbal cues and people were able to more closely listen to the facts and listen to the story that's being told rather than trying to psychoanalyze all of the body body language and stuff. So face masks hinder us from trying to play detective in our heads. Yeah, trying to play detective in our heads, trying to read mouth movement and stuff. And it forces us to just listen to testimony as they're giving it. And yeah, that has been proven to be more reliable. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, a lot of times they don't even, if you are a defendant in a case, a lot of times you don't, uh, you actually don't give testimony. I know right. that that's the opposite of what you see on SVU. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, if you are being cr- prosecuted for something, you don't go on stand for your own crimes. Right. Because you'll self-incriminate yourself. Yeah. So it's like the first thing that you don't, like nobody does that. Yeah. I know that that is so contrary to what pop culture tells us but mm-hmm. yeah so i think that that's really a good idea that we are able to take away you know basically i don't know use yeah. our use our noggins for just hearing the testimony well this person is basically saying what you're saying one of the authors says by taking away the distraction of nonverbal behaviors observers had to rely on speech content which turned out to be better for detecting lies so people when hearing someone yeah. actually tell the story they can listen for contradictory details that they gave compared to what they said earlier. Or they give extra details. Yeah. yeah. So things like that. It's actually really fascinating because... Or they tell this ex- story the exact same way. Yeah. That can be really suspicious. I had know? wondered about how face masks sort of impacted things like that. And I would have thought, having known nothing about this, that face masks would have made it harder for people to determine whether or not someone's telling the truth. But it makes sense because if you listen to a recording of audio you're able to just listen to the raw data and listen to the story. Whereas if yeah. you're watching someone talk, you're distracted by a ton of things. It makes total sense to me. Well, even um, they don't even use lie detector tests. Those aren't admissible in court anymore. Right. And so it's it's impossible to tell if someone's lying pretty yeah. much just by their body language, their heart rate. You can't tell. So right. listening to details in the story, mm-hmm. that that's clearly the best method to go about. You know? We Boom. might be starting to give... Uh, testimony and stuff just from boxes where you can't see people i think that'd be kind of fun guess who i hope i never end up in court to try to figure out how i want to do this i want jury duty one time no you don't no one should want that no i do and i think that's exactly why i won't ever get it or you'd be (laughs) immediately dismissed i'd be dismissed i'd be like i love true crime (laughs) i'm ready to dispense justice they're like get out (laughs) let me be the hand of the law let me be the hand of the law let me express my constitution right yeah no do you want to take story two yeah get me started though all right it's uber time it's uber time do you have the story pulled up on your phone or do you need mine yeah let me get well yours is already pulled up Boom. okay so this is crazy did you know there's snow in the world yeah there's snow, there's snow specifically in, the in virginia in virginia and everywhere um there's basically there's this big story going on because andrew peters of richmond finally made it home after a nine hour trek in the winter weather do you know how far he went how far? Not far. <laughs> Not far. <laughs> Not far. And he was hit with a giant Uber bill of like $600. Oh my His gosh. initial bill was going to be $200 because he was stuck nine hours overnight on a highway in a blizzard. That would be my so they charged living him four, nightmare. They charged him $400 extra dollars off of his... Um, so they charged him 
six hundred dollars total. Yeah. He initially got a bill from Uber. He he knew he was gonna have to pay two hundred dollars, so he tipped the driver hundred bucks because right. they had been stuck overnight on a freeway. You form a bond. <laughs> you maybe with, snuggle for warmth. With, I'd be with, snuggling with the driver with other people. Um, yeah. and everybody's like just peeing out on the road and they have like one half water bottle to share between him and his passenger good gracious like there were three of them in the car Oof. they had no food hadn't eaten since the previous morning oh. rough so hangry stuck in the cold on a highway Oof. it's like a horror movie yeah that's rough um but he gets home he he tipped he had the initial bill of 200 dollars. Mm-hmm. tipped the driver 100 bucks because they're bros now, you know? Of course. Of course they are. I would have left with a lifelong friend. And he eventually gets this huge $400 bill from Uber yeah. added to his... Not from the driver, but from Uber, from, the no. company. And it said it was because of inclement weather. Inclement so, weather surcharge. Yes. Goodness so gracious. he um, tried and tried and tried to get the um, charge like taken care of he couldn't get anyone from uber on the phone until the story broke and Oof. then they and they reversed his charge they actually gave him a full refund which he was happy to pay for the initial 200 dollars yeah ride plus right. tip but that extra Sheesh. 400 dollars not so bad. much yeah i read that story and they also talked about how that traffic jam had impacted everyone the governor of virginia yes was stuck in traffic for 16 hours so everyone they had like, to like pause court proceedings or something because of that congress driving on roads in the winter is mixed (laughs) in certain parts of the country but even now i mean like it's anywhere it's anywhere anymore so be careful driving on snow well and the guy says like i won't be taking an uber in inclement weather again because there were people who were stuck a hundred feet from their exit to get off the highway and they couldn't move for hours yeah that would drive me insane well and the governor i think said we're we've got Everybody come in, police come in, emergency vehicles come in. And there were a lot of people that said that they never saw anybody helpful at all. They had to just wait for people to clear the the exit themselves. I would have just abandoned the car. (laughs) I I know you were. Well, and he said that there were um, like truck drivers that just went to sleep in the cab of the truck. I mean, sure. What are you going to do? (laughs) 10 hours. It's crazy. Yeah, but you don't know when it's going to clear up. Can you imagine being the lone truck driver full of, like, you just Mr. Peanut canisters N- in no the back? No one is on the highway anymore. You're like, wait, what? 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 Everyone's, like, speeding around you. That would be terrifying. You know who doesn't have commutes, though, and would be affected by this? Jeff Bezos. People work... that. So, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> yes. But also, people working from home entirely. So, on Wired, they have this article of a guy, Ben Clemens, spent hundreds of hours working in VR... He says, here's what I've learned. So basically the concept of the metaverse and the digital workplace. Can you tell me what the metaverse is? So the metaverse is the digital online universe that supposedly we're all going to be spending either half our time or the majority of our time in. So think about your avatar. So something you create in the digital space that's a representation of you. You put on your VR helmet and you basically drive that little avatar around and it's you. It's The Sims. You I, make a Sims. I was a part of a company that had that. You were. You were You are early metaverse. Yeah. Mm, it didn't work out very well. No, it didn't because it's a <laughs> dumb idea. But basically... We can barely get Skype and Zoom to work. What do mm-hmm. people think that we're going to do? Yeah, so... Why can't we just fix what we have? Facebook has this concept of Facebook, the metaverse. No. Where it's not gonna work, baby. They think all of our meetings are gonna be done in this virtual VR space in about three years, which I could see it be mixed. Have they heard of reality? That's the thing. We're getting into this. (laughs) 
So he is kind of, this guy, Ben Clemens on Wired, kind of tested this out. He spent hundreds and hundreds of hours in VR. He said he laid out in the corpse position, the yoga pose, the corpse position, with a digital sort of word processor on his VR headset, okay? He was able to put himself in this little fake space station simulator where he got to look out the window and look at the earth going by, and that was kind of his sort of workspace. He worked in virtual reality. He put a helmet on, that was his desk. He said, after a month of getting the headset, working in my digital space, I gave away my real world desk. He said the hard part was that you won't see your keyboard. So get ready for hardcore touch typing. Try typing on a t-shirt over your hands and see how far you get with zero visual feedback. So he basically attached a keyboard to his laptop and typed with that. Uh, <laughs> there's this really great piece of the article though. Um, what? Yeah. Is so he okay. <laughs> he had like, he spoke with doctors about whether or not working eight hours a day in virtual reality would even be good for his eyes. One of the doctors says there's nothing really that bad about blue light because after all, you get more blue light in five minutes outdoors than you get in eight to 12 hours looking at a computer. So we're not even supposed to be healthily working eight hours. Day, though. <laughs> That's like, but listen, he said it's okay. He said, um, it's actually all right. But one person is actually pushing back on this. Me. It, it's me. You. I'm the person. But also someone uh, said, it's actually kind of bad that you're doing this because you're losing the positive stressors in your life, like human interaction and working around yeah. your family. Yeah. Um, you're going like ready player one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not going to work. <laughs> you're getting absolutely detached. He says, I want to use the headset in a manner that's less crushing imaginary opponents and more corpse pose laying down on the floor. He said about six months after getting this VR headset in the back of my closet, I found one of those inflatable pool rafts that people float on. I put it on the floor in the room. I'm now laying on it with every muscle relaxed. A virtual screen hovers a meter above about half of my head in a matter that would be impossible for a real world monitor or screen. My hands are at rest behind beside my sides. With the right laptop on the keyboard and the left an external keyboard plugged into the laptop, I have oh a hoodie gosh. pulled over my head. I'm I've converted myself. I've covered myself in a blanket, leaving only my chin exposed. <laughs> the promise of working from VR is this: a complete stillness, but for an active mind. The world does not disturb me, and in return, I do not disturb it. <laughs> so Gross. I want you to picture creepy. Oh my gosh. That's so dystopian. When people are talking about working in VR, what you need to picture, he painted that picture beautifully. A guy just laying on his floor, totally still with a headset on. He's just a little productivity (laughs) monkey. It's horrible. You're you might as well be in the matrix pod at that point. You might as well have the jelly in the matrix pod. (laughs) Jeez, no. Yeah. So they're making the points. I will say, like, this person does seem to like it. Do you mean in the Matrix before you're freed? Yes, I do. He actually, he actually. The bad part of the Matrix, guys. Not the good part. He says it. He says, I, this is closing the article. He says, I finally made it to the cyberpunk future I always dreamed of. Has he gone outside, though? Um, (laughs) He says, jacked into the Matrix, now rebranded as the metaverse. Oh, gosh. But in all my excitement to get here, I hadn't realized that by choosing there, I was choosing to disappear myself from here. So he kind of gets it. He gets it, though. Uh, is he okay? He makes the argument that working in a space, having your body ergonomically supported, 
and being able to basically have your word processor up and be able to look out and see space working from a fake space station, right? He thinks that that's better than a conventional desk and a workspace. So that's one of the first really pro metaverse articles I've read. We're not monkeys designed to be working on a wheel. We are human beings that require constant interactions with other people to keep us sane. Mm -hmm. Do people not realize this? Like we have to talk and hug and see people Mm -hmm. in order. That's what 20, that's what the, that's what the pandemic has taught us, right? Like we need human interaction. Well, and one person actually fake human, human interaction. One person pushes, one person pushes back on that from this article. They said like, what you're doing is sort of removing yourself even after you've removed yourself. It's horrible. You're isolated, but then you're double isolated by working exclusively in VR. So there is drawbacks to creating your fake ideal space. I will say I had a VR headset for about six months and then I sold it to get a bicycle because I was like, (laughs) I'm done with this. You're like, I need to be outside. (laughs) But I had created this little in virtual reality. You can create little living rooms for yourself. Okay. And I created one. It was kind of neat, but never did it really rival why can't you just interior decorate your office? People would argue that it's cheaper to do it in virtual reality sometimes. I don't know. I feel like the cost of your soul is worth it. I, I would think so. Oh my I gosh. would make that argument. You're yeah. against this, right? I am Come against on, it. Be against I'm it. against I it for me. I'm against it for me. I'm I know there are some people. I think there are some people who would benefit greatly from it, like people who have mobility issues who want to yeah, see what it's like true. to be at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. I think that would be cool. Um, I bless the rains down in Africa. As a able-bodied dude, I think that it would be neat for novelty reasons. Like I fought Darth Vader as a Jedi in virtual reality, and that was really cool. Um, but attaching a screen three inches from my eyeballs, I'm not ready yet, and I don't know that I ever will be ready to commit to that as like my working space. As cool as it can be to be in a fake space station, still doing word processing. You're still doing word processing in VR. At the end of Ready Player One, the book, they ended up turning off the little metaverse once a week anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not do it, you guys. It's not good for us. And it's just, I think that that's, I think people. I don't think we need to detach from reality. I think we need to make our reality better. I agree completely. It is, um, it's escapist. It's just not healthy. It's very, very escapist. And I think that we're at this weird place where, if I can really just riff for a second, I think we're at a weird spot where... Should I give you your soapbox? The weather is getting worse. It's not improving. We're bouncing between 75 degree days and 19 degree days outside. I think escapism, whether we have it in the form of these crazy dreams of going to Mars, or we have it in the form of a $600 VR headset and an inflatable pool floaty on your living room floor... I think that escapism has never looked better, but it's a time when we need it the least. Yeah. We're like, we need to avoid escapism the most now, but conversely, it looks so much better now than it ever has. Yeah. So we really have to fight that instinct. I think if we want to make meaningful change, we really have to fight the instinct of going someone else to take care of it. It's not my job to like fix everything, but really... When we're all saying that, I worry that no one's going to fix anything and we're going to end up all in VR and we're going to go like, well, 
you know, I wish I could be outside, but it's 180 degrees outside. You know, like I, I worry that that's where we're headed. So I don't know. It's a weird, I view VR right now as something that is to be avoided. Yeah. I think too. that the whole metaverse thing to me is something that that is one vision for the future. I would I rather have, like that one. <laughs> I would rather have whatever is not that. To I me. want whatever is the uh, whales. I yeah. want whales. Yes, I want whales, and I want to be able to work outside from a picnic table, and I want the weather to be normal for when it's supposed to be seventy-five degrees outside, not Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. So, to end the note, to end the podcast on a better note, you could read Ready Player One. Yes. Yeah. And get a vision of what it's gonna. <laughs> or you could do what we did, and you could red box it, and then just end up paying forty five dollars for the movie because you forget never to return, return it. it. Yes. <laughs> And you own a copy that way. That's right. We love you. Drink lots of water. Hug a loved one. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Um, stay inside. It's cold this week. It's, it's cold this week. Actually, I think it's supposed to warm up tomorrow. The but high today was like 20 degrees. Oh my gosh. It was so much colder rough. than I expected. I left rough. my I left the house with one layer and wet hair. And I was like, this is not the move. <laughs> not the move. Stay warm, y'all. We love you.